Cheerio, cheerio, baby. Why in recorded this is the Red Table Blue Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on December 14th, 2016. How's everybody doing? Oh! That's wonderful. Uh, remember, you can follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at Red Ticket Blues. And always hear the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, the whole kit kaboot, the whole deal. Um, you remember a few weeks ago when I was like, listen, we're sticking to the schedule. We're going to have podcasts this day and this day. There's no excuses. Let's, you know, cut the shit. Let's get our shit together. That didn't last very long, did it? It did not last long. But here's, here's my excuse. So Monday night, when I normally do the podcast, Nah, I went out, watched a little Monday Night Football, I wanted to see the Ravens-Pats, I mean, that, that was a big game, and, you know, I didn't take into consideration that I was waking up at, like, 2.30 in the morning the next day to, get to you know, go to San Francisco and uh, get on an airplane called to Puerto Rico. So, that's my that's my deal. Uh, so, I'm in Puerto Rico right now for a very long time, actually, until uh, 2017, uh, I, I do realize, you know, the laughing, I, I, I get that's next month, but, you know, in regards to visiting, that, that is a, a long time, so... I uh, figured to take advantage of the situation right now, and uh, so I'm enjoying myself. Right now, the air conditioner is turned off, so if, you're, if you've listened to the show before, uh, you know all about my propensity to, uh, you know, to sweat, uh, and I know that actually, that enhances the show, uh, and I know, you know people listen to podcasts, how much does he sweat? How much does he talk about sweating? Not a lot. Well, I don't care then. Well, I want to listen to some comprehensive podcast about the 1982 Padres. I mean, that I'd rather listen to that. More sweat talk. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about, but anyways... So that's the deal. Here I am. Uh, but just a little check-in on you here. I'll try to make this as uh, quick as possible because i got things to do. i got things to do. Not really. I don't even have a car yet. How crazy is this, right? So I got in la- yesterday at like 11 o'clock, 13 hours traveling. Um, and you know what? Usually this is the part where I bitch and moan about everything in regards to traveling, but it wasn't that bad, honestly. It, it really could have been a lot worse. There's really nothing. I mean, even – listen, I took Southwest. You know how I feel about the boarding process. It's ridiculous. It's – it, it, and then, and then there's the people at the end because everyone's claimed their seat because there are no, you know, actual assigned seats. The people that don't want to sit in the middle, but they just can't make the plunge to actually do it, so they just walk up and down the line. Say, sir, sir, you, you you can sit there. You can sit there, sir. And they just look and go, uh, uh, you know, they look around as if they they don't hear the flight attendant. Oh, I did, here's my one gripe: this flight attendant, this bitch. Let me tell you something. I'm sleeping, all right, and I understand there's the the requirement, uh, sir. Uh, please put up your tray table. Thank you. Bring your seat all the way up. All the way up. There you go. Yes, all the way up. I didn't have any of those problems as we were about to land from San Francisco to Chicago. I am dead asleep. And I just hear, sir, 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 sir. And I'm like, I'm assuming that has to be for me. I look up and she goes, uh, do you have any trash in uh, your your pocket there in front? Are you kidding me? You're waking me up for that? We all know people are going to go through and clean it anyways. I, I, if there's stuff sticking out of there and I'm awake, be my guest and ask me. You're going to wake me up for that. I was pissed. He just gave her one of those looks like, you you are just lucky. Lucky what, Brian? What are you going to do, fight her? Fight her over stuff? But I mean, that, that, that was, I've never encountered that. That was insane. But anyways, after I just said there was no issues, like that woman, I remembered her. Oh, she, she, <sighs> your flight attendant's not God. Get over it. Anyways, uh, so let's, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm here, and, uh, but where was I going with this originally? So a car, right? So I was going to pick up a car. Uh, we came earlier than I expected, so I already got an allotment for the majority of the trip, but for the time we were going to come here on the 18th, so the 14th to the 18th. Uh, I want to pick it up on the 13th. I'm, everyone is enthralled with this. Uh, it would cost 300 something dollars, and I'm doing this on the 14th, and it would cost, if I wanted to pick it up at 7 o'clock 
on the 14th to the 18th would cost $370. If I pick it up on December 14th at 8 p.m. to the 18th, it costs $76. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Does not make a lot of sense to me. Someone's going to have to explain the uh, algorithm that they use for that one. But I'm not going to complain. $76 for four days, that's pretty damn good. Uh, I'll be guilted into buying all the insurance and everything, which is a lie because I will not be. I, I used to be guilted into buying the insurance. I don't need it anymore. I'm not paying that. I have insurance on my car, the same I should on this car. I don't care. And in Puerto Rico, what they do much of the time uh, is they try to tell you that you can't get around the island. Um, without one of the easy pass things. They don't take cash anymore. I swear to God, that's a lie. It's a lie. And I'm, tonight is the night I'm going to call them out on it. Because they charge you six bucks a day just to have it. Plus the actual charges that you use. But I mean, it, it, it's a lie. You can pay with cash if you want. It's optional. It's just like the United States. Anything. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, that's my, that's my bitching and moaning. And I mean, and I haven't even been here 24 hours yet. Uh, so there'll be plenty, plenty more bitching and moaning, but. I'm in the Caribbean. I'm going to relax. We're going away for a few days to do stuff. So maybe I won't be as complaining as much. Maybe the next podcast will be from the beach. You can hear the waves in the background, right? Because that's what you got to love here in the middle of December. You want to turn that off. Anyway, so I'm going to spare you the whole uh, NFL recap. By the time you listen to this, it's probably Wednesday, Thursday, or even Friday for the stragglers. Um, so I'm going to spare you that, but we'll, we'll go with the with the local stuff. I mean, the Jets, 49ers, I mean, battle of the Titans right there. Huh? I just have two pathetic teams. And uh, the less pathetic team was the New York Jets as they won. The crowd there at, uh, not Candlestick Park, because that's the old park, uh, AT&T, or, or Levi's, Le- it's, it's Levi's something, it's Coliseum, Stadium, I don't know, Field, uh, Arena, um, was like empty in the beginning of the game. It was pathetic. They're giving away, it, beers were costing more than tickets, we'll put it that way. For an NFL game, a team that plays eight home games a year, that's a, uh, that's a sad state of affairs, I think I'd say. I think I'd say. Um, and Sunday night was literally a game we've been waiting for all Sunday night, which that song's been retired too bad. I don't even know what the one that, uh, Carrie Underwood does now, but, you know, it's really not important that. Uh, and it was the Giants and the Cowboys battle of, uh, the two top teams in the NFC East, and the Giants, uh, beat the Cowboys 10-7. to Not a very interesting game. Uh, the biggest play, obviously, was the Odell Beckham play where that guy, you hear me talk about how much of a jerk he is, man, but he t- decides, or when he when he does, turn on the Jets, not the team. Uh, when he turns on the Jets to his legs, he is uh, borderline unstoppable. That guy will take a slant and just, boom, gone. And you just see D-backs behind him trying to catch up to him, and they can't. Uh, he had a very, very... Um, Interesting uh, celebration. You know, he, 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 he loves to dance. We all know that. The guy probably works out on his dancing just as much, if not more, than uh, actually practice on football. But then afterwards, he did a little uh, Queen Elizabeth Queen wave. Uh, he must be watching The Crown, which we'll get into. Uh, yes, we're going we're gonna to break down The Crown. We're not really. I'm just going to talk about it really briefly. But uh, that was really the game. And so the two losses the Dallas Cowboys have this year are to the New York Giants. The Giants have become that team that just sort of is the thorn in people's side. I mean, ask the New England Patriots all about that. Tom Brady would have already ascended. He'd be the first player who have to have ascended into heaven while still quarterbacking a team if he had won those Super Bowls, you know, in spite of uh, Eli Manning and his uh, heroics, or other people say, uh, pulled out of his ass luck. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Um, well, I guess heroics. I guess this could be the same thing, right? 
but this week, the uh, Giants, they are 9-4, and four, and they will play the Detroit Lions, who are also 9-4. and four. Uh, You hear Matt Stafford, um, let's see, you hear Matt Stafford talk in MVP. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me. He has, and you also hear Tom Brady's. I know I'm all over the place here. Tom Brady's name. Uh, an MVP, and we'll talk, we'll talk about that real quick. Uh, but the Lions have had eight fourth quarter overtime comebacks this season. They're nine and four. That's eight of their nine games. So they will play the Giants this week. Uh, I'm looking at five thirty eight dot com, and there's just this is way too. There's too many statistics here. Stats schmacks. Anyone can anyone can come up with stats, anything numbers to prove anything, right? Am I right? Uh, so let's just say the Giants need to win. We'll put it that way. Uh, let's see. Schedule this week. Um, the Cowboys will be playing who? That, that, those are the ones you look for. Rams Seahawks on Thursday. Jeff Fisher. We'll, we'll miss you, man. Jeff Fisher, who we talked about last week, uh, given the extension, and he's <laughs> fired, uh, which, listen, Rams run a tight ship there. Uh, let's see. Cowboys are playing. This is show preparation, people. I can't even see it. I'm sure there's Cowboy fans listening. They're playing this team. It's just not coming up here. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's just right. They're playing the Buccaneers, an upstart team, a team that if the playoffs started today, they are in it at eight and five. So that's not an easy game for for both the Giants and the uh, Cowboys. So we'll look forward to going through that. And that Giants defense, man, they are just becoming all world all of a sudden. I mean, they've been good, but they have just Janoris Jenkins. I mean, this team uh, they, they, for for their lack of offense at certain points, I still don't get this, and I I, I talk about offense and Odell Beckham, who is essentially the offense of the New York Giants. Why is he returning kicks? I know everyone loves that exciting play. Oh, 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 he missed a tackle there. Oh, look at me. He may go. He may go. That is your offense. That is it. You have nothing else. Your running game is not existent. And you have him returning kicks. I know I am a, in the minority here. I'm on a mountain yelling, and everyone is ignoring me on this. Yeah, Brian, you're the only one with this concept. But, uh, but my barometer of uh, society is Twitter. So, uh, you know, if you're not there, you're not making a point that I but why is he returning kicks? He's going to get lit up one day, and their offense will be gone. I still don't get it. Um, but that defense, man, wow. They, uh, they're, they're neutralizing teams. I mean, the Cowboys did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, I mean, Elliott still, Ezekiel Elliott ran. He had a good game. Uh, but they, they did nothing. And you hear, you hear the Cowboy fans. Because they're all over the country, and they're irrational, and they want a Super Bowl. Let's bring Tony Romo back. Yeah, Dak Prescott, you know, he's lost two games this year. Let's bring Tony Romo back. Can we slow down on the Tony Romo train? I guess they forgot, like, you know, a year ago or whatever it may be. He may have been hurt. You know, how they wanted him yanked. How they wanted him gone. That paper mache shoulder of his. A collarbone that could break like dandelion spores. They want him back? I was going to say you're going to you're damage the psyche of Dak Prescott. How the hell do I know that? I love when they say stuff like that. This could really damage, you know, the, the, the mental fortitude that Dak Prescott has. So, you know, a lot of momentum going on this season. And, you know, you bring a guy like Tony Romo back in there, get the crowd back behind him. And, you know, Dak Prescott, is he going to be able to recover that? Because we don't know. That's a rookie. That's a rookie going into the season. Do you, does he understand how to do that? Oh, will you stop with your fucking two fake, your, your two tight suits that I used to play. Now I'm, I'm going to talk the mental game. Or you didn't play it. Anyways. So Patriots Ravens on Thursday, uh, last uh, excuse me Monday. Uh, I didn't see a ton of that game. Oh, actually, I did watch. What am I talking about? Uh, a lot of mental mistakes. Not a very well played game by the Patriots, but they still win against the best defense in the National Football League. That being the NFL for short. Uh, and you know, no Gronkowski, no Amendola, 
Edelman didn't play well. Blunt, he played well. But Tom Brady, Tom Brady, man. Like I was just saying before, Matt Stafford and Tom Brady, they have comparable numbers. Tom Brady didn't play in the first four games. Those are the two guys that you may think they're going to be the MVP. Now, in reality, I'm not an award guy. I don't give a fuck. You know, oh, wow, a bunch of guys that kiss your ass, aka sports writers and anyone involved in the media, they vote on who's the best. Wow. That's why, I mean, listen, that's nice. But, I mean, you hear people talk about when they're getting to the Hall of Fame, especially with baseball. Well, how many All-Star games did he go to? Who fucking cares? Oh, did, did, did he, did, did he uh, you know, if leading the league in something is, is another thing. No, All-Star appearances. Oh, did, did, did he win the Golden Glove? How many times did he get it? Who cares? Was he good? Nothing infuriates me more than that. Well, except for maybe all the bitch columnists all agreeing on the same point, writing the same thing when something happens like the MLB hazing issue, which we'll get to. Um... We'll get to all this, you know. I keep everyone on the edge of their seat throughout the entire podcast. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, there, there, there's no, uh, there's no part in the arbitrary rundown to, to know when it's coming. It just comes, boom, it's there. But the Patriots look good. But Tom Brady, that's what I was saying. That's right. Back to my point here. I'm just rambling. Uh, Tom Brady, man, uh, he is uh, pretty good. I mean, it, it's gotten to the point where. And this is another thing that I don't like talking about, but I mean, just in, in, in not even in general speaking anymore, is he the best player in NFL history? Some can say, oh, is he he's not even the best quarterback? Jerry Rice, yeah. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. This guy looks like he could play another three years. And he's just so handsome and he loves throwing it in your face. He is definitely that guy. Like, let's say you're dating a girl in high school. Yeah, a few years. And then all of a sudden she hooks up to Tom Brady at a party. And she breaks up with you right before prom. You know, and Tom Brady's still that guy that, you know, says hi to you in school and everything. Hey, man, what's up? Cool. Hey, he's really cool. You know, he's cool with everyone. And then you see him at the prom, you know, like making out with your, with your ex-girlfriend. And then he sees you seeing that and then does it even more. I'm not speaking from personal experience or anything. I'm literally not. I didn't even go to the prom. I went to the after party before the prom started. So when everyone got there, I was already shit-faced. Uh, amazing strategy, let me tell you. All right, so that's the uh, NFL. Uh, yes, Jeff Fisher, like I said, uh, the the now uh, Jeff, I'm not going seven and fucking nine. Fisher has departed us. Uh, the Rams spared him uh, before losing last week of becoming the all time losingest coach in uh, NFL history. So that's a good job by the Rams there. Um, they they really uh, you know listen, they they spared him. They spared him that embarrassment because you know. Without that game, I mean, he, he's looked at as a Hall of Fame coach. You know? How many Coach of the Year awards did he win? All right. Moving on. Uh, let's see. How much time? But that, that took enough. Boy, I can really talk some shit. Literally. It goes on forever. Uh, can really talk some trash. I guess that's better than eating it. Huck Costanza. Moving on. Oh, real quick, staying with the NFL. You know what's funny? And I, and I hate defending the New England Patriots because it, it feels dirty. It feels evil. It feels like I need to put a lot, of, a lot of moisturizer on, maybe even bleach out of my skin. But um, I'll tell you, the deflate gate issue that went on for, what, a year and a half, year and three quarters, uh, which was completely ridiculous. And the idea that Tom Brady got four games suspended uh, is absolutely insane. You know, the New York Giants and the Pittsburgh Steelers played, not last week, but the week before, and I talked about the class uh, that both 
organizations exude, uh, whether they want to or not, it just comes out of their pores, just like gas, toxins, but like opposite coming out of them because they're so classy. Giants and uh, Steelers did just uh, class above, uh, class, class, class. Get it. You got it. Point made, Brian. Um, so after the game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, uh, or no, the, the New England, the, Jesus Christ, Brian, the New York Giants contacted the league about deflated footballs of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, there was a mention of it. Guess where there wasn't a mention of it? ESPN. All other major publications. It was just like a floating story. Like, oh, yeah, so-and-so's, uh, you know, on, on the pup list. Yeah, yeah, but I had a whole deflate gate thing with Giants Steelers. So basically the Maras and the, uh, the Roonies, because, again, they're very classy, uh, have decided, it, it appears to, because there really hasn't been any news on it. So I'm, I guess I'm just making assumptions to uh, further and uh, bring a nice uh, bow and ribbon to the conclusion of uh, deflate gate 2.0. Nothing's happening. No one's talking about it. The New England Patriots were dragged in the mud. They, they tried. They took Tom Brady's cell phone. <laughs> they, 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 they basically, you know, almost ruined the lives of these trainers. Went through their text messages. The deflator. All this shit. They took away a first round draft pick and fined them a million dollars. And the Giants and Steelers, eh, eh, don't worry about it. That's a, let's have a handshake, martini. And, you know, let's just exude class 24-7, <laughs> as if we could stop. Um, so, by the way, if the audio sucks here, I'm sorry. I got a little mini microphone that I'm doing this on, and I'm doing my best here, so back off. So I just thought that was interesting. Deflake A 2.0, we hardly knew ye. You had a uh, lifespan of, what, two days, two and a half days? And scene. It's over. So, anyways, let's uh, move on here. Um... Donald Trump, um, I guess met with, well, yeah, I guess, I guess, I saw the, saw the, saw the video. There wasn't any really guessing. Uh, Kanye West straight out of the, uh, mental ward, the hospital, having a nervous breakdown. Um, I guess this is, you hear a lot of people really bent out of shape about it, which they really shouldn't. It's two megalomaniacs that are obsessed with themselves and now they're patting themselves on the back. Um, but if this, is this Trump's, I guess, uh, attempt to reach out to the black community? Cause you also saw it two other people. Uh, two other uh, black uh, well, sports, sport, uh, yeah, former athletes uh, in Ray Lewis and Jim Brown also meet with Trump. I guess on a, I'm not really sure. I guess a litany of issues affecting the black community, or uh, I'm not. I don't know if there's any, any specific issue they're meeting on. Um, let's let's talk about the company that <laughs> Donald Trump's keeping in the black community. I mean, Kanye West. Who listen, he may not be a bad guy. Uh, he's certainly a lunatic, uh, narcissist. And, uh, yeah, I think it goes without saying. He married a Kardashian. He knew what he was getting into, and he's already nuts to begin with. And then you bring in Jim Brown, who, you know, he's the, he's also brought up as one of the greatest football players of all time. Threw a woman through a window, you know, went to jail. Um, I think outside of that, I guess he's kept his nose clean. Uh, and then Ray Lewis, who, listen, yeah, we, we all know about Ray Lewis. There's some things you can cover, and then there's some things you can't. Right now is a sad day for me because the reputation that I've left in this organization, this isn't it. Yeah, the, the the reputation uh, that that uh, hold on here, uh, the the reputation that there we go, the reputation that Ray Lewis has left with the Baltimore Orioles. 
Baltimore Orioles. Well, he, he didn't leave much there because he didn't play with them. He played for the Baltimore Ravens. Wrong sport, asshole. So the the, the reputation he left. You know, it's Rel Suggs, the uh, you know guy who barely did anything against the Patriots, too. The guy who won't even mention Tom Brady's name. I'm coming off as a Tom Brady apologist here. What the hell is going on? Um, you know, the guy who poured bleach on his wife and kids. That's a good guy. Threw him out of a moving car. Awesome guy. Uh, so they all met with Trump. Not all of them, but uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> Slow down. Get your thoughts together. Speak your words, Brian. Uh, Ray Lewis, Jim Brown, and Kanye West. I mean, that's, uh, seriously, like I always say, pretty much the big three right there, huh? Allies, allies, allies. Um, so that's, uh, I just thought that was interesting. People are really bent out of shape about that. I, I mean, especially the Kanye West thing. Kanye West is an entertainer. The, the idea that we're taking any of him, any of him, anything he says with, with any legitimacy is ridiculous, but I guess I can understand people coming across and saying, yeah, we used to do the same thing about an orange-skinned orange, uh, uh, blonde-haired freak named Donald Trump, and now he's the President of the United States. So, enough said. I made the point for you. Happy? Uh, I just want to talk about that. This was the other story I want to get into real quick here. The MLB hazing. Um, it's long been a tradition uh, with your rookie, your first-year player, which I guess that's the same thing. Um that you would have to dress up, they'd make you dress up as a woman, uh, in, in whatever capacity, Wonder Woman, or, or, or Dorothy from, uh, you know, or Hooters, you know, just something fun, you'd, you'd have to travel like that, and I don't think it was a whole season thing, but, you know, it, it, it was something where the guys sort of, uh, you know, just, you know, gave it to them a little bit, happens everything. Uh, and I don't say everything, but it happens in a lot of areas of sports. We'll put it that way. Was I hazed as a freshman, uh, college, freshman basketball player? Because obviously that's you know comparable to Major League Baseball. I don't really believe. That. I think they tried hazing us, but there was this one kid who was a lot bigger, uh, a freshman, a lot bigger than the seniors. I think he kind of kicked the shit out of one of the seniors. So it didn't really go much farther than that. Uh, so bless him uh, if he's listening, which he isn't. Um, so they have decided that is banned, that is prohibited, and I think a lot of it is backlash from what happened. I don't think I've ever talked about this. Uh, it was about a month ago or so. It's the uh, some players in the in the Texas Rangers organization uh, in the Dominican camp because every team has a Dominican camp because the Dominican Republic pumps out baseball players uh, as it fits their job. Uh, basically, it got a little uh, homoerotic, honestly, and you know. And, Sexual assault, in, in reality, I guess that was a prospect was pinned down, arms and legs, and uh, he was uh, made to be aroused to the point of completion. Uh, and that, I think, really got the ball rolling. You don't hear a lot of that. Uh, I think the idea that, now I realize that's not the same as a man dressing up as a woman, but the idea of the word hazing is involved in that. So I think that's what really pushed us to the, to the, the front word. What's the term I'm looking for? Forefront. There we go. Uh, to the forefront. Maybe there's something that's been going on for a while that I'm not aware of. That's fine. I don't know, man. Like, I get that so the MLB is adapting to a society that is accepting the banning of these things, the social norms. And I don't want to come across as an old man rallying for hazing, because that's not what I'm trying to do. But, you know, I, I told you my thoughts on banning things. When you ban things, it just... It, now, what's going to happen? I mean, the hazing issue is still going to... Uh, the, the hazing, I should say, of, of, of making men dress up as women. That, that, that is more the issue that MLB has addressed here. What's going to happen? They're just going to make them dress up as other stupid things. Uh, so the hazing aspect continues, but the sensitivity 
in regards to male-female you know, gender dynamic will be eliminated. I don't know. Man. I, you know, I dressed up as a woman for Halloween once. Now, I was 11 years old. I mean, no, well, hold on. I was not 11 years old. I was 8 years old. Uh, I think I did it for Cub Scouts. Uh, I think I won, too. No, you know what? There was a fucker that also dressed up as a woman, and he won most original costume. So wherever he is, I don't, I don't forget. I have a long memory. But I, I did, did I do something wrong then, or is just society changed? I, I don't know. I, I guess it's just. The, but the, the thing is, I was earlier saying in the podcast, and all the MLB columnists, and this happens in every sport. Whenever there's sort of an issue that's off the field that they they go forward with, or it's just. They all have to get together and go, listen, we're all going to be on the same page on this, right? And it's just all these backslapping and retweeting, great job by so-and-so. I tried reading something from Buster Olney uh, about some incident with Benito, uh, Benito, Armando Benitez years ago, who's a douchebag and probably deserved whatever he got. Um, but you think I'm paying for ESPN Insider? That'll be a cold day in hell before that ever happens. I will give money to politicians before I give it to ESPN MLB Insider. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. That's, that's all I'm saying. I, I just, is there, really, is there really that much? I don't think there's really that much of an internal issue. It's more of just a PR move. And I guess MLB knows what they're doing. I don't know. How many times it, really taking a bold stance saying, I don't know 17 times in the middle of a thought slash op-ed slash rant slash whatever. I don't know. You're really selling your point, Brian. Good job. So uh, what was the other big thing I wanted to get into? Oh, yes. Hold on. Let me, let me find the article so I can be uh, completely on point here. So uh, if you are oh, – turn this. I, I, have no, I have no patience for this shit. Pop-ups. If I became president, I would eliminate all pop-up ads or autoplay, and uh, those people would go to uh, – Long and hard, cold, and uh, unforgiving gulags that I will create specifically for those fucking people. And uh, so be aware. Spread the word. So anyways, um, yeah. so we've all gone to games before, right? And if you haven't, then bear with me. We've gone to sporting events where people get loaded. And more times than not, I'm one of them. Loaded to the point where I'm fighting people? No. But, you know, enough to take the edge off and have a good time, especially if I'm not, not driving home, uh, taking public transportation. Why not enjoy yourself? Come on. Who doesn't enjoy a few beers for $100? Uh, but here's the thing. We've also seen enormous fights. I mean, there are sites that exist on the Internet for the sole reason of home videos of just bludgeoning fights between people, you know, based on whatever. Uh Many times the same fan base fighting each other, which <laughs> you know what it's it's you it's you know what's so odd about that? It's like whenever you're whenever you're there, and maybe it's just the alcohol inside you. And as long as you're not like right in the middle of it, you're like, oh nice fight, here we go, yeah, 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 that motherfucker, yeah. And then you see him in videos, and I'm just like, oh wow, we hit him. Oh, holy shit, oh, Wow, that's that's getting a little too dangerous there. This this is getting a little ugly, man. Oh, there's kids. That, there's look at that old lady there. Really? At the time and I'm there, it, it, it's just not like that. So let's try to enhance that experience. You know, screw 3K, 4K, all that virtual reality, all that shit. The seventh sense and all that. Let's let's let guns. Let's so you can bring guns in the stadium, right? Sounds crazy, right? No, but people want to do that in the state of Washington, right? 
The state of Washington, I did have it, let's see here. Okay. The state of Washington wants to allow guns into ballparks and stadiums. So, uh, let's see here. Washington State Republican Representatives Matt Shea, David Taylor, and Bob McCaslin have introduced a House Bill 1015 that would allow those with a concealed weapon permit to bring handguns into sporting facilities that are controlled by public facilities districts in the state, meaning Mariners, Seahawks, and the always important Sounders games. Uh, the actual bill reads, a public facilities district may not prohibit persons with a valid concealed pistol license from carrying a concealed weapon in any facility or on any grounds facility that is owned, operated, managed, administered, controlled, or maintained by public facilities district, leased or rented to a private or public entity by the public facilities district. You probably could have done without the last 15 seconds of your life right there. Um, the bill is unlikely to become a law, but it shows how fucking insane some people are. Now, since 9-11, I have not been to a football game, which... Listen, that is an enormous deal right there within itself. But um, I think we've all, since we've gone to baseball games, actually, not, it hasn't been since 9-11. It's been the last few years, but they've implemented the metal detector. So now these guys are saying, you know what, that metal detector thing? Fuck it. I mean, you can still do it. I mean, I guess that applies to, like, rocket launchers and, like, Uzis and shit. But you can just take your gun out, you know, put it in the thing, and, uh, you know, just walk through it. It's cool. Uh what 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 is the logic behind this? Now I have not seen any uh, think pieces on this supporting this and and why it's a good thing. Uh, okay, the move was done as a result. Oh no, this is about uh, you know adding metal detectors, which was MLB said from a recent study of best security practice and MLB is continuing to work with the Department of Homeland Security to elevate and standardize initiatives across the game. A recent study, a recent study, uh, they they needed to put metal detectors there. What kind of fucking and, and there's money going to that study. Yeah, that stops the guns. Beautiful. Here's your hundred thousand um, dollars. It's probably more than that. Those consultants got. Uh, shut up, Brian. So uh, they asked Major League Baseball to comment. They said they're committed to providing a safe environment on ballparks. Believes yada yada yada. Uh, they didn't really say much. But but think about that. So think about that fight that you've watched with just haymakers being thrown, drunk assholes, probably fighting about the most minute thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, well, well Ken Griffey Jr., is there, remember what he did? Oh, yeah, oh, fuck yeah, oh! Again, again, with used people, used people, oh, my, Joe Pesci. Unbelievable, though, that people that that actually support that, are there comments here? Are there comments on this story? Does Forbes allow comments? Or is this like a Mike Lupica column where no, no, no comments are allowed? Comment on this story. No comment. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to be the first one to do it. Oh, expand one comment. All right, let's see what it said. View all. All right, well, I don't have time to wait. That's why I won't go to games. I've never set foot in a football stadium before. Being a police and deputy sheriff over 18 years and disabled now. Oh, God, jeez, buddy, you, we're, we're reading the whole fucking sob story here. Uh, disabled now. I'm just like everyone else, according to law. Have to have a concealed permit. I'll be damned if I'll go to Seattle without a permit. Jesus. Park and walk 10 blocks to the stadium in the dark? Nope. I do think that concealed permit holders should be required to have training. I've had plenty of extensive Jesus Christ, is anyone concerned about your life? Myron Cornett? Uh, but I still train to this day. Permit should be given only a training science. No training or check of... I'm all for it, though. That portion, I think... Okay, this guy really wanted to just talk to someone. Uh, put down the drink and, uh, you know, go to a bar instead of here. Just tell it... No, don't go to a bar because I may be there. Anyways, that's how crazy some people are today. Um, let's see. Uh, and uh, I guess I guess we'll close with let's, what do we got here? I was just checking in, and I have to. That was about a half hour ago. Uh, the the other thing, um, real quick. Ah, uh, yes, the Crown. Real quick. Uh, I don't know if anyone's been watching this. And at first, I saw I was like the Crown. My wife is very into it. She said we got to watch the show, the Crown, the Crown, the Crown. 
and I'm thinking, I hate monarchs. Uh, I, I don't like this. Uh, really not that interested in Queen Elizabeth, um, but watch it. Uh, most of the time I pretended I'm not interested in it whatsoever just to annoy her. And I think she's gotten that point. But it is a good show. So I do recommend that. That's on Netflix. John Lithgow, um, who's probably most famous for being the, uh, you know, high-strung but compassionate father in Harry and the Hendersons, which is a timeless classic. Um, you, you don't remember him in Harry and the Hendersons? Give me the biggest one you got. Well, we've got some big guns and some big, big guns, but I'm afraid we're all out of big, big ammo. Come on, who doesn't remember that? He, he, he loved Harry so much, and he worked at a gun store, and everyone wanted to shoot the Bigfoot. I mean, come on. Uh, anyways, he uh, plays a tremendous Winston Churchill. Uh, very, very good. Very good actor. I always get him confused with the principal, for whatever reason, I don't know why, the principal of Ferris Bueller, who, you know, he was caught with tons of child porn, but he then, then accepted back into the Hollywood, uh, you know, the realm. Jeffrey Jones, right? It sounds like a pervert's name. Um, but I recommend The Crown. I think... Uh, the, it exceeded my expectations because I don't like monarch stuff. Like I said, I think it's, uh, you know, oh, God, these these privileged fucking idiots. Oh, what drama happened in their lives? That's what kind of annoys me going to uh, museums. And I, I like the, the landscape uh, paintings and whatnot, but these self-portraits of, you know, you know St. Augustine the 17th posing for something. I'm like, oh, God, boy, she, she, she must have had a very hard life. She had to lift her finger a few times. And now I'm sitting there remarking on this piece of art as if it's, I was going to say, as if it's some masterpiece, but that's the whole fucking point. That's what I'm saying. It's, 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 it doesn't seem like it's something that I have to cherish a painting of, of a privileged individual. And I get it. It's about the hundreds of years and the evolution of painting and just the, the fine touches and all that. It's not about the person. Yes, 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 yes. Anyways, um, I guess the last thing I wanted to get to was um, someone is a dad again and a grandfather and a great-grandfather and uh, he's kind of old. That's right. Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones uh, is 73 years old. So maybe he's not that old, I should say. I don't want any 73-year-olds listening to this and, uh, you know, get, getting offended by the fact he's pretty old. Uh, I know a few that could be uh, a, bit, a bit offended and taken back by my, my wild, callous language uh, in terms of who is who and what is old. Um, but the little differences between Mick Jagger is he is 73 years old, and guess what? God bless him, he's a dad. Yes, Mick Jagger, uh, forever strutting his hips and his tight jeans, and those guys still touring at 70s, and still, <laughs> the Rolling Stones still, like, charging, like, $200 a ticket and selling out uh, is truly amazing. He's a father with his 29-year-old ballerina girlfriend. God bless him. Um, and you think with the Rolling Stones, like, no story is too ridiculous. And Mick Jagger having a kid at 73, while it's ridiculous, it's, it's sort of like, eh, you know, it's not, you know, little Sally down the street. Uh, this is, you know, that would be a little ridiculous. You know, the lady that you, you used to help her with her groceries, and she's not pregnant. Uh, it's Mick Jagger impregnating someone at that age. Now, he, here's where it gets interesting. Uh, because obviously, as you could probably assume, this is not his first child, as he's uh, been a busy boy throughout his life. But here, here I'll read to you here. His eldest child, and there's a dog barking in the middle of my podcast, which is beyond, uh, um, his eldest child, Karis Hunt Jagger, is 46 years old, who is, you know, so that's what, 18 years older than his wife. 
Uh, his second youngest child, Lucas, was born in 1999, making him now 17. Sir Mick also has five grandchildren, and his first great-grandchild, a girl born to his 45-year-old daughter, Jade, to, to his 45-year-old daughter, Jade's daughter, a sissy, 24, in 2014, is now two years older than her newborn great-uncle. At least I think so. Yeah, I think that, that, that makes sense, right? So think about that. He's a great-grandfather, just had a kid. Now, I was reading this article uh, on uh, Stuff. I didn't even know it's a website. Um, and the woman is, you know, criticizing... Uh, Criticizing Mick for doing this, uh, it's irresponsible to his his girlfriend and to his child, and I can understand that to a certain extent. But they, it sounds as if it was consensual, so I'm, I don't know if I want to get that big of a deal with the girlfriend. But the kid, I mean, you make the argument. Listen, in ten or fifteen years, yeah, Mick's uh, nothing in life is guaranteed, and uh, we all know they've lived a uh, life of luxury. Isn't it? It's one of the songs. Uh, <laughs> stones, but it just didn't fit there. But I tried it, swinging a mess, strike one. Um, oh God, what is that? Uh, some of the clickbait they put at the end articles is just takes you back. Um, but this is a child being born into the world with a father that's seventy-three years old. That's not going to see him grow up. Now, to that I understand. Uh, it's a turnoff for younger or older people deciding to have children, especially not seventy-three years old. Mick Jagger's net worth, according to the Gazette Review 2016, is $360 million. Um, that making him the fifth richest, uh, I guess, I was going to say alive, but uh, I guess active musician. Uh, he is behind Jimmy Buffett, $450 million. Elton John, $450 million. Bono. 650. I guess he was over a billion, but he just gave so much away because he's, you know, he's such a fucking great guy. Um, actually, no, I think he invested in Facebook. And Paul McCartney, who lost half his money, uh, in that divorce a few years ago, his net worth of 1.2 billion dollars with a B. Uh, man, that's 1.2 billion. Uh, but anyways, so I, listen, while I understand that kid is not going to grow up with a father, for a very long time. It's going to be in the beginning of his life. Guess what? He has 350 million reasons why being born by sired by uh, Sir Mick uh, is a good thing. So just remember that. Don't cry for him, whatever his name is. He wasn't even important enough to get a name, was he? Or maybe I just missed it. Uh, and nor is it really important. So uh, let's see. No, they, they just said first child. Okay. Anyways, that's it, folks. I uh, hope you're enjoying this. I hope you did enjoy it. I hope you're enjoying your uh, middle of your December uh, in the cold, most likely. I am going to be, like I said, in the Caribbean enjoying it. So uh, all of you, I will talk to you next time. Remember, you can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, and follow me on Twitter at BrianBuff13 and at RedTicketBlues. Remember to leave a review uh, on any of those podcasting venues. That night, you can go to bed and pat yourself on the back, just like an MLB columnist agreeing with all his peers about a certain subject. You really did a great job. You contributed something. Uh, so with all that being said, 